From the FSU College of Law, I'm Alva Striplin. And I'm Jeff Kahn. Whether you're thinking about law school or are in law school and have no idea what's next or how you're going to get there, we're here to help. From deciding what classes to sign up for as a 2L or hoping for that key internship that will lead to the next big thing, these students are taking taking care care of of business. Today's guest is in his third year here at the FSU College of Law. He is editor-in-chief of the business FSU Business Review, uh, and he did his undergrad at Nova. And welcome to the show, Jodis Woody. Full name Jodison, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, thank so, you so much. You, thanks. You, we're glad you're here. So actually, that's, I really want that to be my first question. Tell me about your name, because very unusual. I have an unusual name, too, but I would love to know where. what's the background? Where does your name come from? Well, uh, my mom, her name is Janice, and when she was growing up, she grew up with multiple people in her class with the same name, and that always frustrated her. So she made it her mission to uh, have all of her kids have unique names. So my name is actually the combination of my mom and my dad's name. They just kind of mixed letters together and got Jodison. So my dad's name is Donaldson, and my mom's name is Janice, and they just kind of threw it together and made it up that is a good story i like that i i i always wanted to be like susan or amy i just wanted you know that you had like the uh keychains that had name i could never find mine and it was super frustrating so (laughs) yeah and i think that was part of their plan you know they knew they were coming to florida they knew they were going to take their kids to disney and they always said well if you find your name on there we'll buy it for you Needless to say, they never bought you anything at Disney no. World because they knew that was not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's a great story, and I really like the name Jodis. So we're very glad you're here. Uh, so where are you from originally? Give me a little background about you and how would you get here? So I grew up in Sanford, Florida, which is just outside of Orlando. But my family is from half from Canada. So I was actually born in Canada. Uh, my mom's side of the family is uh, from Canada. And... She actually had all, like, all my three siblings and me uh, had all of us in Canada. So we are all, like, Canadian citizens. My mom actually just got her uh, U.S. citizenship this year. So that was pretty cool. But, yeah, uh, originally from Canada. um, But I grew up in Florida, so I kind of consider myself a a Florida kid. Okay. Always a Seminole fan. How how, did you get to Florida State? Uh, For Florida State, um, I, I, I really enjoy Florida. Um, so, like, I did my undergrad in Florida, and uh, I knew that I want to work and live in Florida. So, and when looking at law schools, I really prioritized Florida law schools. And um, with Florida State, uh, I, they were one of the programs that had a, you know, a lot of joint degree programs, um, including an MBA program and uh, the Master's in Public Administration program. And I wasn't exactly sure which one I wanted to do, but because Florida State had both of those options, um, you know, it was... And, you know, obviously, like, the, the location's great, especially for government careers. Um, so just, like, all of that, those factors kind of factored into my decision-making and, uh, you know, really pushed me towards uh, com- becoming a Seminole. So you are not only getting your JD, you are also getting your Master's in Public Administration currently. Yes. That's a lot. Yes. <laughs> That's a lot of studying. We were just talking before we came on the air that next week is spring break, and I was glad to hear Joe to say I'm not studying. I'm going to go home and take a week off, so I think that's a great idea. But I can't even imagine how you keep up with all of that. How does that work for you? Well, the nice thing was uh, the way it works here is 
um, for the Masterson Public Administration, I kind of took a whole year off of law school. So my second year here, I actually did uh, three full semesters, summer, uh, fall, and spring, uh, just entirely entrenched in uh, public administration. So it was actually kind of like a really nice switch from law school. You know, like that first year, it's, it is something. And it's, uh, you know, uh, it's tough. So kind of being able to step back for a second and, you know, reset, refocus, um, do something a little bit different, and then come back afterwards into my second year of law school was, was really nice. So one year of law school, one year for a master's public administration, back for another year of law school, and then third year of law school. Yeah. So you're, you, and you'll be finished with the master's in public administration w at the same time you're finished with mm -hmm. your JD? Yep, I've actually finished all of the requirements for the master's program, so it's just, it's just waiting for my... Uh, JD to be finished as well, and okay. then we both confer. All right, and here at the College of Law, you are in business law, right? You enjoy business law. You are the editor-in-chief of the Business Review. Why business law? What does that mean to you? We ask a lot of people, please explain for our listeners business law, because it is broad. So what, what attracted you to that field? So uh, one of the uh, really attractive things about business law, like for me, the first real introduction that I got to it was taking uh, closely held organizations um, and just discussing all the different aspects of it, like going from partnerships to LLCs. Um, one of the things that really interested me with that is, uh, you know, my dad owns a business, he has an LLC. Um, so just being able to understand that a little bit more intimately and, you know, what, what all that means, how that, how that goes about um, was, was really cool, was really interesting. Um, and then just being able to talk to my dad about that, you know, like that's, you know, another point of connection. So um, that was one of the more interesting things that made me want to do business law, that made me want to uh, investigate it more. So are you giving your dad legal advice now? Uh, no, of course not. I am a, I am a law student. I do not give legal advice. Good answer. What do you think, Jeff? Well, I think that's great, Jodice. And, and I wanted to ask real quick, um, We've had a few students on so far, and we've talked again about the broadness of business law, and that's one of the advantages of it is that it covers so many or entails so many areas of law. And I'm interested to hear you say, you know, we've talked to people who said they want to be transactional lawyers, and that's the kind of the traditional business law. We've had people who want to be litigators, you know, on securities regulation or just general business litigation. And you've said you're quite interested in government. I mean, you've got this master's, obviously, in public administration. Um, I assume still you're you're, you're going to take those the you know so you said you're going into business but you're going into the government side. Can you explain a little bit about how those two mesh? Because we don't always think of that, right? We think again of business law being well, I'm I'm in the, the transactional room drafting contracts, but you're going on the government side. What what do you think you're going to do with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's so many uh, areas where business law and, and government interact. Um, you know, uh, here uh, one of the connections that Florida State has is with the department, uh, the, the Florida uh, Department of Business and Management. I'm trying to remember the name. Is it's it, it's one of the business and professional regulation. Yeah, yeah. Department yeah. of Business and okay. Professional Regulation. That's one of the, uh, you know, interact one of the executive agencies that um, oversees a lot of the different um, aspects of business. But Beyond that, you know, you have the Department of Economic Opportunity, uh, which I actually had the opportunity to work when I, I did uh, Florida Reemployment Assistance Appeals Commission. Um, so uh, in that, uh, there are two sides to each thing. You know, there's the employee and then there's the business. And both of those things have to be weighed. You know, there, there's two, like, 
sort of competing interests um, in, in that. So, uh, you know, with the pandemic and everything that happened, there's a lot of areas that were touched on. You know, there's a lot of businesses that were closed. There's a lot of people that lost jobs. There was a lot of, um, you know, not only just permanently, permanently closed, there was temporary closures. And all those things have, you know, cascading effects. And, you know, that is a result, a direct result of regulation, of government. Um, but then there's also programs to, you know, help people get back on their feet, help people to start their business, you know, small business loans, all, all things like that need, um, need people who have a good understanding of, you know, what are the, what are the competing interests? What are the, you know, consequences of, you know, government intervention versus, you know, or government subsidize, subsidization? So, um, you know, there's a lot of aspects where those, uh, those uh, touch on each other. And then just, you know, as we progress, you know, um, there are new areas and new ways in which business is going to continue to, to grow and expand. I know one of the things Dean Barron has been talking about has been, uh, you know, autonomous organizations. And that is mm -hmm. so fascinating. And, you know, that's not something that's clearly regulated per se. So that's going to be emerging. And, you know, having an understanding of that in government is important. That's fantastic. I appreciate it. And and let me tell you, I know I like this uh, segue from Dean Barron because I know one of the things that you've done with the Business Law Review is kind of shifted it a bit. So let me ask you first, your editor-in-chief of the Business Review, what does that entail? What does it mean to be editor-in-chief? What are your what are your responsibilities? Yeah, so uh being editor-in-chief is like uh and I'm running an organization, so there's you know there's a whole bunch of people that uh, you know are, that make this organization what it is, and you know I couldn't do it without them. You know we have our our executive board, our editorial board, and then all of our staff editors and uh, you know uh, our faculty advisor as well. Um, so you know there's there's so much that goes into it. It's not a, a one man ship. Um, there's nothing I could do without uh, you know the help of you know my managing editors and you know the executive editors, but. Um, running an organization has a lot of responsibilities. So, you know, there's a lot of things on campus that we have to do. There's a lot of, you know, um, you know, training that is, that's involved in that. But then on, on top of that, because this is a law journal, you know, uh, we get to interact with authors. So that's a really cool part, you know, seeing the, uh, emerging literature of, you know, it, that's in business law. So that's another cool aspect of it. You know, I, I get to, um, I get to read all those, you know, we have article selection editors that, you know, pick and choose different articles, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm the one putting the stamp on it. So, uh, you know, just reading all those different, uh, different pieces and different aspects of, you know, business literature, you know, whether it's, you know, moving into cryptocurrency or, uh, uh, what is it, um, like green... Uh, socially conscious, socially conscious. Uh, ESG. Yeah, yes. ESG, socially conscious, like um, corporate governance, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so th these are all really interesting um, aspects. Um, but then on top of that, uh, being able to appreciate uh, our our editors, you know. So we have a we have a uh, a banquet that we do every year. So where we just you know show our appreciation for for the editors of the of the law journals, and that's that's really cool too. And you brought up Barron, um, Professor Barron, who also, by the way, is is again once again the the producer and creator of the music at the start of this. Mm -hmm. So he's multi talented. But next year, my understanding is the review is going to do a symposium based on this idea of autonomous organizations, which I guess he's written a book about. Is that right? 
Yes, that's that's absolutely correct. And one of the cool things this year that I was able to do uh, with the help of, you know, uh, that the Business Review was able to do is we have shifted to a symposium style uh, business review. So we are we are going to start doing symposia. And Dean Barron is uh, the first symposium director that we have. And it is going to be based on LLCs and, you know, obviously autonomous organizations, that kind of thing. Um, but I think this is a, a great uh, a great resource. This is going to be it, this is really exciting for me. Like I, I'm really excited to see uh, how it uh, plays out. I'm going to be here next year. I'm not uh, going to be in school, but I'm definitely going to uh, be able to see the symposium. So I'm really excited for that. That's great, and I think we're hoping that uh, that symposium will also be online and streaming as as part of our new business law uh, website that we're going to have up soon. So absolutely, absolutely, we're excited. The symposium, the Stoops Collab site, is going to be a great place to house the symposium. So even more people will get to see it. So we're all working toward this, you know, the same goal here in the fall and very excited about it. I'm so glad to hear you're going to be here for it because we know you're graduating. Mm-hmm. What's next for you? Where, where, what you thinking? Um, so I'm going to do a clerkship for a year. Um, but then after that, like it, it's kind of giving me a little bit of buffer to, yeah. to really figure it out. Um, I haven't decided where I want to land after that. And I think I'm going to kind of see where the doors open but I I have a passion for government Um, I have a passion for uh, you know systems so that one of the things I've learned in all of my experiences here at the law school is you know working as an attorney you can work as you know like a client focus and the person that is in front of you is the most important thing and then you can also work you know as general counsel you can work um, something bigger and you know uh, as much as I love working with clients I think it's great um, I really, I really enjoy systems. I like you know, big picture ideas. Uh, so I th- I'm definitely going to be looking for something uh, that's moving towards big picture. And thinking, having that in mind, I want you to think back now. You're almost done with your legal, you know, uh, education career. You never stop learning, obviously, but you're almost done with your formal school training. What do you think has been the most useful thing you've learned? Or, or will be the most useful thing you've learned with the career that you want going forward? It, it's hard to put one specific thing. Um, for me, what I think the most important uh, aspect is not necessarily even legal. Uh, one of the classes I'm taking right now is called the, fo- the Fully Functioning Lawyer, and it's taught by Professor Krieger, his wife, Coach T., and Justice Lawson. One of the things I don't think is focused on enough in law school is the you know personal side, the mental health side of being an attorney. Uh, there's you know there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of you know oh I got to get to the top. I got to do this. I got to do that. I, you know my grades aren't here. My grades aren't there. And it adds so much stress. It adds so much onto yourself. Um, and you're always comparing yourself to others. Uh, one of the things that I'm really grateful that FSU focuses on is that mental health side and that uh, importance of checking in with yourself and making sure that you know you're you're on the right path um, and not not focusing on some of the external things you can't necessarily control uh, and you know this class is one of those resources I, I think I've found it to be very valuable um, but beyond that uh, I really enjoy all of the uh, experiential learning I've been able to have because I, you know, coming into law school, I, 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 my parents aren't attorneys. I don't know any attorneys. I didn't even know really what an attorney does. Uh, so l- being able to kind of step into that role 
and you know have classes where I go and learn from real attorneys what they do. What does a general counsel do? What does a U.S. attorney do? What does you know the public defender do? Uh, those types of things and learning what what it's like in that career has been uh, really really impactful. I think that's one of the things we hear over and over again from people that come on the podcast is we want to hear more about a day in the life of this kind of lawyer or that kind of lawyer or what's it like to work in a large firm versus work for state government. And so we hope to bring some of those perspectives in our next season um, on the podcast and be able to share those views with the students and with our listeners. So we'd love to hear your feedback. Um, What a great... uh, I'm so glad you were here today. I've learned so much about you, about what you want to do. And I know that those who are listening can take some of that advice to heart. So let's say we have someone out there listening who is thinking about coming to law school or maybe they're been accepted and they're going to be a 1L next year. What piece of advice would you give them? Uh, go into it with an open mind. Uh, don't, don't close off certain paths. Uh, I know when I came into law school, I, I had it dead set in my mind that I was going to be a corporate attorney. You know, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to run a business. I want to, you know, do this, that, and the other. Um, and when I actually learned and I saw different things uh, and then having all the different experiences that I've been able to have, I've kind of been able to expand like, oh, there's there's other paths. I don't have to just go down this one path. Uh so yeah, I would say go into it with an open mind. Um, listen, you know, get as much experience as you can. Whenever there's a an interesting speaker, go go see go see what they have to say, because there's a lot of times where I, I remember being a one L, going listening to those speak two L three L, going listening to those speakers and listening to their experiences and being able to you know ask them questions. You know, what hey what 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 is it like for you? Uh, being able to connect with them, a lot of times they're they're like, hey, yeah, here's my email, send me an email, and being able to connect with those people and get a feel for what it's like for them can really impact uh, your decision, and you're not waking up ten years down the road going, I never wanted to do this, you know. Uh, so I would say go into it with an open mind. I think that's a great piece of advice. All right, so we're going to go on to our final segment here, the pop quiz. Really difficult questions. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. How do you take your coffee? I like Cuban coffee. So with... Ooh, uh, super strong, right? Yeah, with sh- well, with sugar, though. So like brown sugar and uh, it's like espresso. So like syrupy by the time you drink it? No. No? No. It's, okay, it's yeah. just sweet. Yeah. But smaller, like in a little mm-hmm. small portion. Do yeah. you make it at home or do you buy it out? Yeah, so that's what I actually got for Christmas oh, was wow. an espresso machine. And you know how to use it and everything? Oh, yeah. Well, I was a barista in uh, undergrad. Mm. So. Oh, a little factoid about <laughs> yeah. Jodas that we didn't know. Where were you a barista? Uh, at the NSU Museum of Art. NSU being? Nova Southeastern University. Okay, Museum of Art. In downtown Fort Lauderdale. Wow. Mm-hmm. Was it the coffee or the art that drew you there or both? Uh, it was the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love an honest answer. Perfect. Ah, that's really interesting. Okay. Um, what is the one article of clothing you must have for law school? Uh, I would probably say a suit. A suit. Okay. We get varied answers here. Mm-hmm. So it's always, a, I have to be honest with you. You're the first male student we've had on the show. Lots of females. So you're, you're, you're bra- just blazing the trail here for other men behind you. So we're glad to hear the suit answer. What's your oddest study habit? Well, I am a procrastinator. 
by heart. So my oddest study habit is to wait until it's like really close to the deadline to uh, really focus. My next question was going to be, what's the one habit you wish you could break? And I'm thinking that is, that's probably... <laughs> that is the same habit, yeah. Uh, I, add, I add way too much stress to my life doing that. So um, would well, not recommend. I see you're ranked pretty high in the class, so it must be working for you, because you're doing okay. I'm doing okay. Okay, <laughs> all right. You know, I think they're like morning people and night people. There are procrastinators and non-procrastinators, so that may just be what you need to embrace. What's the one movie you watched over and over and over again? It just brings you peace every time you watch it. Uh, every Christmas, my family watches Elf. That is like one of my favorite movies. So that's like a family tradition. Great choice. Yep. Great choice. Not Christmas Story. Definitely Elf. 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 Okay. Love right. Will Ferrell. All right. Perfect. Um, and last question. If you somebody told you you could not go into the law, what other career would you choose? Uh, I would go into government. Yeah, I would uh, probably, yeah, go into government. You're in the right city for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jodis, we enjoyed having you. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. This podcast made possible by a generous donation from Jeff and Aggie Stoops. Special thanks to FSU College of Law's Professor Sean Bairn for creating our theme music. <laughs>